everybody watching us online. Now, this morning was for people watching us online. All right, so good morning, guys. Uh, what a blessing to have you join us once again. We continue with our journey. Esther chapter number 2. Esther chapter number 2. We are on verse 5 today. You are going to be blessed by the ministry of the word. I guarantee you, you are going to be blessed. Your amen is important because your amen is your agreement to the words that you are receiving. Okay, so don't put your hand on your mouth because you have not devised any evil and you have not exalted yourself. You are only exalting Jesus and it is only him that we exalt. Praise God. So chapter number 2 on verse 5. So we, we have covered so far four lessons uh, on chapter number 2. Or oh, is this the fourth one? Okay. Four lessons on chapter number 2. This is the 21st lesson uh, from chapter number 1. So last week, what did we talk about? And the king did so. And the emphasis there was the word of God is only effective in your life when you mix it with faith. Now faith is action. Every time you believe, there has to be an action that speaks of your faith. Because you believed, you received. To as many as received him. That's an action of receiving what has been provided by grace. So the word of God only works in you when you act on the word. So Hebrews chapter number 4 verse number 2, the Bible says, the word, the gospel was preached to them, right, to us as well as to them. But it did not profit them because they did not mix it with faith. All right? And that story of Jesus and the mother at the wedding at Cana, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Okay? So the miracle needed the action of the people who had received the word. So things in your life will only begin to move and to line up with everything that God has said in the spirit when you begin to take action and receive and act on the word that you have heard. Praise God. So today we are on verse number five. Now in Shushan, the palace, there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jai. Uh, the son of Shimei, the son of Kish, a Benjamite. Praise God. In Shushan, the citadel, there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai. Okay? So today, the title for the message is, It is in your blood. It is in your blood. I think I'm good with titles, eh? I'm gifted. That's my area. <laughs> it, is, it is in your blood. It is in your blood. So the battle that I've, you know, when I was coming to church, I came with Gary. And I was like, well, I've been saying that through the week. I don't know where to start. I don't know whether I should start at the end or start. But I'm glad I'm not going to start at the end because Alan gave the conclusion to my message. So I'll, I'll start at the beginning. All right? 
So, we are introduced now to a new character. Remember, we introduced the book as the book of Esther. All right? But what we've been dealing with was mainly Vashti and the king and the wise men. All right? Vashti, the king, the wise men, and the servants. Now we are introduced to another character. We are not even introduced as yet to the character of Esther. But we are now introduced to a guy by the name Mordecai. And the author of the book of Esther sees it fit to present to us the genealogy of Mordecai so that we know where Mordecai is coming from and we know who Mordecai is. Praise God. Now, I want you to take note of this. The word or the name Mordecai is not Hebrew. The name Mordecai is not Hebrew. There is no definition for Mordecai in the Hebrew language. It's not Hebrew. So this is the name that he was given. It is an adjective from uh, the name of the god that was in Persia by the name Meduk. All right? Meduk. So there was a god that was called Meduk. So Mordecai simply means bitter oppressed okay there are two words that are joined there so those two words the first one is bitter the other one is oppressed so i want you to look at this so being called mordecai simply meant or means that belonging to meduk the god meduk still with me belonging to the god meduk okay so now, the guy has got a name that is not a Hebrew name. Sounds familiar, right? The four Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel. Daniel is the only one who retained uh, his name. We see it as the name uh, of the book. But the name that he was given when he stepped into Babylon was a different name. Shadrach was not the original name. It was the name of the gods in babylon shadrach meshach and abednego all these names they were names given to them by the king of babylon that is the king nebuchadnezzar so the book says here there was a certain jew whose name was mordecai 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 a jew mordecai a jew mordecai a jew mordecai belonging to the god meduk Are you seeing this? The Jew, Mordecai, belonging to the God, Meduk. It doesn't make sense. So if I, I was going to say, Mordecai, come here. A person would think Mordecai is a Persian. Because the name was given to him in Persia. It was not his original name. So the author sees it fit to introduce to us the genealogy, the lineage of Mordecai so that we know Mordecai although he has been given a name but that's not who he is he is not of the place he is not of the land he is not from uh, Persia Mordecai is a Jew all right now if he is a Jew from which family the son of Jer 
the son of Shimei, the son of Kish. You remember Kish? Kish was Saul's father, the Saul in the Old Testament. Okay? And then it says, a Benjamite. Saul again was a Benjamite. First Samuel chapter number 9, verse 21. First Samuel 9, 21. It says, And Saul answered and said, Am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel? Right? And my family, the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin. Why then do you speak like this to me? So this is Saul. Okay? So Saul, the Saul, King Saul in the Old Testament was from Benjamin. Mordecai from Benjamin. The Saul in the New Testament, who later on became Paul, was also from the very same tribe, Benjamin. Okay? And we already hear from here that it was the smallest of the tribes of Israel. And Benjamin was the last son of Jacob. And the last son of Rebecca. Was that Rebecca? Rachel. Rachel, Rachel, praise God. Okay? So now, let's look at where he got the name Benjamin because we're going to deal with, with the genealogy now. Maybe before we get there. Matthew chapter number 1. If you get Matthew chapter number 1 going down, we're not going to go there. It talks about the genealogy of Jesus. Okay? And it gives you a whole list of names that is so boring to, to go through. You find that a lot in the, in, the, in the Pentateuch. A list of names. This one beget this, and this one then beget this, and this one then beget this, and this one beget this, and this one beget this, and this one beget this. Now, it was not for fun. It was not God's way of trying to bore you whenever you are reading the Bible. It was for a reason, and the guys who were Jewish, they had an understanding of why God would spend so much time to talk about the lineage and the, you know, the genealogy of people. It was very significant. Because prophecies were given to tribes. There was an identity that was given to a particular tribe. There were prophecies given to a particular tribe. So now, when God allowed these genealogies to be there in the Bible, what he was simply saying is that I want you to see my faithfulness over what I have said to these tribes. When there was no sign, when there was nothing, but I spoke a word. And look at the word coming to pass. Alright? So every tribe had a blessing, and that blessing... God fulfilled in the fullness of time. So let's go to the book of Genesis. Let's look at this guy, Benjamin, the tribe from which Mordecai is coming from. Chapter 35, verse 18. And so it was as his soul, this is Rachel, she was about to die, and she was in labor. And the Bible says, So it was, as her soul was departing, for she died, that she called his name Ben-Oni. Not Benoni, like the Benoni that 
Pastor G come, uh, stays. So it was, as her soul was departing, for she said that she called his name Ben-Oni, but his father called him Benjamin. Now, what's the meaning of Ben-Oni? Ben-Oni simply means the son of my sorrows. So the mother is about to die. She's in labor. And she's told, it's a boy. Again, there's a Joseph who is the first son to Rachel. Now there is this guy. And the lady says, Ben Oni, the son of my sorrows. You see, when you name your children based on what is happening at that present time, not, not based on what you have seen, but based on the circumstances of the day, based on the challenges of the day. Now, the, the, the Rachel wanted to give an identity to this young boy based on her problems. So her problems were going to be a, a burden to this one. Jabez had the same problem. Okay? You still following? But his father called him Benjamin. So you're seeing two things here. One who is looking at things from the natural place, and the father refuses, like, you know what? I'm not going to have my son called son of my sorrows. No? Because everybody is going to ask, what happened? Tell me, what happened? So the father called him Benjamin. And Benjamin simply means the son of my right hand. The son of my right hand. You need to come to a place in your life where you refuse titles, names that are driven from, from circumstances. Even if those names may sound good. You need names that are prophetic, that speaks of where you are going not where you are at present. Praise God. Don't feel good. Most of your totems, our totems, they were given to us based on what was happening. And some of us, we feel pleasure and joy to be called after what was the circumstances of the things that were happening at that particular time. Imagine if Jesus was called by what was happening when he was on the cross, not his resurrection. What was happening at that particular time? Someone comes up and gives him. If you are the savior, come down and save. You see, you are giving the name you want to define him by what is happening at that particular time. But that's not the end of it. Because after the shameful death, there is a triumph. That is going to take place. I don't know if you hear me. So some of the things that we take pride in, we take pride in things. You don't even know who, where did it come from. But we're happy. That's, we are the ones. We, we are who? But his father called him. His father called him what? Benjamin, the son of my right hand. 
Whenever you look at your circumstances, it is difficult for you to walk in revelation. Those who walk in revelation, they look up. They don't look around. They look up. What is looking up? The wise men were looking at the star. They were not looking at the rod or the way. They were looking at the star. They did not even need to worry about the, 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 the stumbling blocks. They did not even worry, need to worry about the caves on the way. As long as they were looking up and following the star, they knew that their path is okay. Not because they were too careful, but because they had a revelation of the real star to follow. Those who follow the star will never get lost. Praise God. So this is, this is Benjamin. Circumstances. My son of my sorrow. Let's go to Genesis chapter 49, verse 27. Genesis 49, verse 27. So now, he is about to go, Jacob, the father, and he calls all his children because he wants to declare the blessing over them because they are not only representing themselves, but they are representing the tribes of Israel. Twelve of them. And he begins to give blessing one after the other. One after, this is what is going to become of you. And he releases the blessing over them. Now to Benjamin. Remember what Saul said? My tribe is the least. And my family, Kish, is the least in the tribe that is the least. Okay? So the tribe is the least. But it's not, my, my problems don't end there. We, we come from a poor tribe, but my family is the poorest in the poor tribe. Drab, double tragedy. Okay? Benjamin, now this is what the father is declaring over Benjamin. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning he shall devour the prey, and at night he shall divide the spoil. The least of all of them, the youngest of all of them, the father comes up now with a word of blessing. He does not look at the circumstances and the situation and, and what happened when he was born. He does not look at his birth certificate. He does not look at any other thing that every person was looking at. And he says, this one is a ravenous wolf. In the morning he shall devour the prey. And at night, he shall divide the spoil. This is a warrior. Benjamin is a warrior. He is a hunter. He is a warrior. He is able to identify the prey. He devours the prey in the morning. And before the end of day, come on. This is less than 24 hours. In the morning... He shall devour the prey. And in the night, divide the spoil. Hunts in the morning. Kill in the morning. Which means it's victory that is coming. Not delayed from the least in your eyes. But he is a warrior who is going to set his mind and his heart on something. On a deal. 
and after setting his mind on a deal, he will pursue the deal in the morning, he will close the deal in the evening, uh, in the morning, and in the evening he would already have received the spoils from the deal, and he begins to give and divide what he has gotten in 24 hours. Come on. This is Benjamin. Benjamin will not get into the forest and come back empty-handed. He is not the kind. Benjamin will not set his heart on something and fail. Benjamin has got a blessing, a 24-hour blessing, where in the morning he identifies, in the morning he pursues, in the evening he is already sharing. He is back home. He goes out in the morning. He will back. He's back home in the evening. He's done. Even if it means the sun has to stand still on Gibeon in order for him to pursue his enemies. So next time when you look at Benjamin, don't look at him as the least, as the young, as the... No, he has got a grace that I'm releasing on him. A ravenous wolf. That's Benjamin. The father had spoken. This is this guy. Now, Saul does not have a revelation of that. I'm the least. How about the blessing? How about the words that were pronounced over the tribe? So this is what the father Jacob said. Now listen to what Moses then said now. Deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 12. Deuteronomy 33 verse 12. Listen to this. Of Benjamin he said, the beloved of the Lord shall dwell in safety by him who shelters him all the day long. In the morning, he will go out and devote the prey. He shelters him. There are wild beasts in the field. But Benjamin, I want you to see how connected these blessings and prophetic words were over this guy. Who shelters him all day long, and he shall dwell between his shoulders. So where does Benjamin stay? Between the shoulders of God. That's where the heart is. Benjamin is here. He stays between the shoulders of God. And because he dwells between the shoulders of God, he calls him the beloved of the Lord. The fact that he was born last does not make him inferior. He is the beloved of the Lord. I want you to see, as I'm sharing this, how lost the mother was. How she lacked revelation. This is how God sees Benjamin. This is how the mother saw Benjamin, the son of my sorrows. I don't care the name that they gave you when you... Whether you are whatever, you know, you know, the, you know our names, kind, you know our names. Whatever they call you, and they called you. But I want you to know that it does not have the power to pull you down. Because God says, this is what Russia said. But this is what I say. Number one, son of my right hand. Number two, you are a ravenous wolf. Number three, you are the beloved of the Lord. You stay between the shoulders of God. Sheltered 
all day long sheltered all day long imagine a warrior who knows that even if a lion comes it will not be able to devour me i'm the one who is the ravenous wolf i am the one i'm not getting in there thinking whether i will come back alive every time i leave my house i'm not thinking that i will come back alive i know i'll come back alive why because i'm the beloved of the lord number one and I know I'm not coming back empty-handed. Why? Because he says in the morning, pray is identified, pray is devout. In the evening, I'm giving, which means the blessing of Benjamin ended with him giving others. Dividing. The Bible does not say, uh, well, you devout and you enjoy what you got on your own. The blessing of Benjamin, he devout, and at the end, he divided. Now, dividing the spoils, even those who did not go. That's your portion. That's your portion. That's your portion. That's your portion. Even the lazy ones. That's your portion. That's your portion. That's your portion. Because it is, it is in the... I want you to see this. Because this is exactly what you see happening in the book of Esther. Alright? This is, this is where my battle was. Where do I start? Do I start talking about Mordecai? Or I start giving a background of where he was coming from. So that people have an understanding of what happens in the book of Mordecai, of Esther. When they see Mordecai, they see Mordecai with the lenses of Benjamin. That's my family. That's where I come from. Son of my right hand. I'm going to talk about right hand briefly now. The son of my right hand. So the Bible talks about a lot of this right hand, right hand, right hand, right hand. Because the right hand was the hand of authority and honor. So when the father says, you are the son of my right hand. He's saying, you are the son of my authority and you are the son that I've bestowed honor on. You have got honor. You don't look like you have it, but you have it. You don't have to feel like you have authority. You have authority. You are the son of my right hand. Exodus chapter 15 verse 6. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. The son of my right hand. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. You see what happens when you are sitting on the right hand? You are a ravenous wolf. This is what happens when you are sitting on the right hand. The place of authority. And that's the place where your right hand, O oh Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. You are the son of my right hand. Imagine what will happen to your enemies. Will you be afraid of your enemies? In the night, you are not supposed to be having midnight warfare prayers. You are supposed to be dividing the spoils if you are on the right hand. In the night, you are not supposed to be binding and cursing and having sleepless nights. You don't chase. In the night, he gives his beloved sleep. They are already dividing the spoils. I love this. I think I'm preaching good. 
ravenous wolf, son of my right hand, all my power and my authority. You, you, you got it, young boy. Benjamin, you've got it. So next time, don't let people despise you because you're young. You've got it. You are the last, but you are not the least. Right? Even those that are going to be born in your tribe, they will look at themselves as the least. But I want you to know, they are only looking from what is natural. Yes, at the distribution of land, you may be the last one to have land distributed to. But I want you to know that does not make you the least because you are the son of my right hand. It's where you sit at the end of the day that matters. It's where you are positioned. That's what matters. Son of my right hand. Psalms 108. 138 verse 7. Psalms 138 verse 7. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand will serve me. Your right hand will serve me. You are the son of my right hand. You see, so the salvation here is coming from the right hand. So when he says you are the son of my right hand, it meant much more than it means to some of us now. It spoke of authority. All right? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20 to 22. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20 to 22. Okay, I'll read. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand. In the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come, that he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, where raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand. Where are you seated? You are seated together with Christ. In the heavenly places. Where? At the right hand of the Father. It's not like Jesus is at the right hand, you are at the left. No. You are seated. Now they say, uh, we want also to, to sit one at your right and the other one at the left. The new covenant does not make provision for you to sit one on the right, one on the left. We are in him and with him and we are going to sit at the right don't try and figure out who is going to be at the left hand. God does not have the left hand. If you know what I'm talking about. Well, some of you will go and say, God does, you know, the other hand is cut off. This is figurative language. When they're saying seated at the right hand, it's, 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 it's figures. Okay? It's simply talking about at the hand of authority. Okay? One right, one left. We are at the right. Next time when you doubt who you are, just think, where am I seated, by the way? Right. I'm at the right side of the authority. And because you're at the right side, all things are under your feet because you are seated with him and you have been made head over all things. That's who you are. Praise God. You still with me? Because I'm about to conclude now. Back to Esther, chapter number 2, verse 5 now. Now it's going to make sense. 
in Shushan, the citadel, there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jai, the son of Shimei, the son of Kish, a Benjamite. They've given him the name Mordecai belonging to Meduk. Moses had already set a prophetic word way before Mordecai was born that you belong to God. You who are from Benjamin, you belong to God. You know, God is always first. The devil comes later on to bring deception. When you have a revelation, the day that you have the revelation is not the day that God has spoken. It is the day that you have been awakened to what God has already said. The Bible says, awaken to righteousness. Now, when you are awakened, to, you are righteous. But you have to awaken to the righteousness that is already there. Awaken. Have a revelation of what you already possess. So Mordecai knew, even if you say, I belong to Meduk. But there was a word that came out way before I was born that declared that we of Benjamin, we belong to God. We of Benjamin, we belong to God. We of Benjamin, we belong to God. There was a word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord before we came. Before Haman manifested, before we came into captivity, God had already said that our enemies we destroy. We are a ravenous wolf. And in the morning, so when you see Haman going around, don't worry. Haman is a done deal. Because by the time it's going to be night, the anointing and the grace and the blessing of Benjamin that follows and flows through the bloodline would have manifested because it's in our blood that we devour our enemies. It is in our blood that we get our prey. It is in our blood that nothing will escape our snare. It is in our blood that nothing will be missed and lost. It is in our blood by the time it is evening. We know that we will be dividing the spoils. So I don't, I don't worry about what is happening during the day. I don't worry about the struggles that I'm facing. What I know is that by night time, I am dividing the spoils. What I know is that by night time, I am more than a conqueror. By night time, I'm above, I'm not beneath. By night time, I am resting, I'm sleeping. By night time, I'm not laboring and working. By night time, it is in our blood that when we set our minds and our hearts on something, it will come to pass. It flows in our blood because we are Benjamin. The beloved of the Lord belonging to Meduk. You see, every time the devil tells you something, whatever he says you are, go opposite. Remember I told you one time, when you want to be an effective believer, no opposites. Stand, sit, run, walk. Basic opposites. Don't, don't even go to the Bible. Just learn opposites. Go to English language. Opposites. The opposite of this is what? The opposite of this is what? Next time when the devil says you are poor, you just look for the opposite. What is the opposite? Next time when you hear that you will not make it, you just look for the opposite. 
when you master opposites you will live your life effectively as a child of god when they say belonging to meduk you say the reason why he said belonging to meduk is he knows because i belong to god when he says you will never catch anything it's because he knows that i am a ravenous wolf i am going to catch something when he says that you will toil he says no i got the blessing of god flowing in my it is in our blood so Mordecai is there everything is happening but he says i'm a benjamite there is something about me there is something about what was spoken and i should never forget what was said over me hebrews chapter number seven look at this hebrews chapter 7 13 to 14 for he who whom these things are spoken pertaineth to another tribe of which no man gave attendance at the altar for it is evident that our lord sprang out of judah of which tribe moses spake nothing concerning priesthood are you seeing so all these things every tribe had a a place and a mandate so he says jesus came from the tribe of judah but how come now he is a priest because moses never spoke of priesthood connected to judah it was of the house of levi are you seeing this so, for he of whom these things are spoken pertaineth to another tribe, of which no man gave attendance at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. It was not said. So, your, your victory when you are a Jew was connected to your tribe your inheritance your tribe land your tribe everything your tribe you needed to know the tribe so here was the confusion because the tribe was not mentioned but the guy is on the other side is already saving as a priest he says but why is he a priest when there was nothing that was said pertaining to that that's the blessing of the new covenant because the blessing of the new covenant is that every other tribe and every other blessing you are able to crisscross blessings because you are not in a tribe you are in jesus so your tribe this is how your genealogy sounds like then no let me put it again this way yes then the son of god so it will be then the son of god full stop then the bible then talks about my brothers jesus the firstborn then the secondborn that's that's your genealogy that's where you belong to I, I don't know if you get this what is your genealogy then the son of god blessed be god the father of Denzimwandei, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places through our Lord and firstborn in our family, Jesus Christ. How, how does that sound? Come on, let's do it again. 
Then, blessed be God. Next time when you pray, pray this way. Blessed be the God, God, the Father of Denzel Mwande. If you don't want, if you're afraid to use your name, use mine. I give you the, the permission. The Father of Denzel Mwande. Remember I told you, you need to come to a place where you make God, not the God of another man, but my God. Why are you afraid of, 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 of the genealogy just starting from God, the father of so-and-so? He has blessed us me with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. In the firstborn in our family, Jesus Christ. The first fruit, the firstborn. So if Jesus is the firstborn, I'm the second. I don't know about you whether you are fifth or whatever but it doesn't matter which one because if the first fruit is right it sanctifies all the other fruits in the field if the root be holy then the tree is holy so Mordecai is there with an understanding that there are stuff that were spoken so Esther if you decide not to step in during this time salvation will come because guess what whether you decide to go out and hunt, we the Benjamites, we are hunters. We will get, someone is going to go out, get the spoil. By evening time, Haman will be no more, will be sharing the spoils, enjoying the blessing of the kingdom. Come on, there is a blessing to be enjoyed that is in your family. There is a blessing to be enjoyed that is in your family because you belong to God. First John chapter number 4. You belong to God. This is good news. Verse 4. But you belong to God. So next time when you are in Persia and you are Mordecai and they call you Meduk, they call you poor, they give you names of their gods, they look down upon you and think that you are only a slave, you don't have a place, you don't have a home. They call you all sorts of names. They despise you and where you come from according to the flesh. This is your response. It, your, your, your words have come too late because it was said already that we belong to God. So John now comes and says, you are of God. New Living Translation says, but you belong to God, my dear children. And this is what happens because you belong to God. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world greater is he who lives in you than the one who lives in the world are you seeing so if you look at this it sounds like a benjamin blessing but it's now our blessing because for us it's not about the 12 tribes of israel <laughs> the fullness of the godhead dwells on the inside romans chapters 14 7 to 8 look at this Are you there? Romans. Woo. Praise God. Oh, I can read mine. New Living Translation, Romans 14, 7 to 8. For we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, it is to honor the Lord. If we die, 
it is to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Whether we live or die, we belong to God. There is no point in time where we are of ourselves. At all times, we belong to God. And remember, those who belong to God, where do they stay? They stay between the shoulders of God. When they ask you, where do you stay between the shoulders of God? So, Mordecai is there, but the guy has got a blood in his veins that is connected to prophecy and blessings. So, if there was a DNA that was going to take place, they will know that, number one, he does not belong to Meduk. Meduk does not have kids like this. Since when? Your blood does not show. Your name says Meduk. Just like if you, if you take my blood and you, 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 you check whether I belong to the Cheures, you realize I don't belong to the... My blood does not say Cheure. My blood says Mwande. Even if you call me Cheure, my blood will not change the moment you begin to change what you call me. Because your lack of revelation about who I am does not alter what God says I am. Your lack of revelation of who I am does not derail the plan and the purpose of God concerning my life. What he says I am has been embedded in my blood. The one thing that cannot be changed. The one thing that cannot be altered. Even if there is a virus, that virus will not contaminate my DNA. Come on, man. The virus cannot contaminate who I am and my DNA. So, Mordecai is there. He's called Mordecai. Call me Mordecai. I don't care, but Benjamin is in my blood. So, they say, this was Mordecai, the Jew. Mordecai, the son of Jer, the son of Shimei, the son of Kish, the son of Benjamin. The end. That's my genealogy. So, as Mordecai was serving as a servant, he was like, you know what? I am here by the king's palace, serving as a servant. But this is not who I am. I'm just waiting for the manifestation of the prophetic word and everything that God said I am. Church, do you know who you are? Your blood says forgiven. Your blood says victor. Your blood says sanctified. Your blood says above. Your blood says found. Your blood says justified. Your blood says glorified. Your blood says prosperous. Your blood says healed. Your blood says overcomer. Your blood says peace. This is what your blood says. Stop binding stuff and casting stuff. Start walking in who you are in Christ Jesus. I'm a winner by nature. My blood says so. I checked my blood. I went into the word of God. I checked my blood. The blood says winner by nature. The blood says stranger to failure. The blood says it's either I win or I win. I did not see traces of failure because the Messiah rose up from the dead. He did not remain in the grave. And a grave weighs your power. Sin weighs your sting. The blood says sin will not have dominion over me because I'm not under the law, but I'm under the grace of God. So there is no sin that will have power over me because my blood says righteous, holy. This is who you are. Start living like this. Have your mind transformed. 
Don't worry about what the world calls you. They call you, they are nagging you, you owe, you owe, but you, you, you look at your blood. After receiving that call, go to your blood. Don't try and, 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 and live by what they say. Yes, I owe you, I know I owe you, but my blood says I am debt free. I go by what it says. I will never let what you say become my confession. Quickly. Creflo Dollar was diagnosed at some point with an advanced cancer. And he went to the doctor. When he went to the doctor, the doctor told him, well, you've got cancer and it is advanced in your body. And he said, I said, I will never mention the name of the disease. I will never give the diseased the honor of calling it cancer in my body. He says, I will never say it. Went back home, started listening to the word, to Gloria Copeland's, uh, you know, healing uh, verses and tabs and teachings. Started listening continuously. Every time, time the devil will say you've got cancer, he says, I will not mention the name of that disease. I will not give the disease the attention that it does not deserve. I will not mention the name. I am the healed of God. I am the healed. The next time he went to the doctor, he was cancer free. Come on, church. We have got a God. Next time when you exalt yourself, what is exalting yourself? Calling yourself everything that God does not say about you. If God does not say you are sick and you call yourself sick, you are exalting your confession and yourself. I don't know if you hear the word the way I hear the word. I don't know if you are blessed the way I am blessed. But when, when I heard that, that scripture that Alan said, I said, this is something that has been missing. Put a hand over your mouth. Call, you call me Mordecai. I will not call me Mordecai. I want to repeat that. You call me. You can call me whatever you want. But I will never call myself Mordecai. I am not Mordecai. You look at me, you call me poor. I will never call myself poor. You look at me, you call me sinner. I will never call myself sinner. You look at me, you call me broke. I will never call myself broke. You look at me, you call me something else. I will never say that. I will only agree with the words that were spoken before my manifestation. I am everything that God says I am. Now lift up your Bible. Let's do it the Austin way. Lift up your Bible. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I was taught the word of God that is able to build me up and give me an inheritance. Come on, give God praise. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. I am everything you say I am. Not what the world say I am. I am everything that you say I am.
beloved of the Lord. Accepted in the beloved. I stay between the shoulders of God. The devil cannot do me any harm. A ravenous wolf. In the morning, I devour the prey. But I am blessed to become a blessing. When I devour the prey, and God has blessed me, I am going to sit at night, and I will distribute. I will give those who were not there. It reminds me of what the Bible says. After they went to pursue the enemy, you know, God, David asked the Lord, shall we pursue? And God says, you shall pursue, overtake, and recover all. And when they recovered all, the other man says, we cannot give these ones who did not go with us. No, 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 we cannot share with them. We will give them their wives and their children, but not the spoils. And David said, man, we are, what we are doing is not right. Even though they did not go with us, but we are going to share spoils with them. We will divide what has been blessed by the Lord to us and distribute accordingly. And the Bible says, even up to now, it became a custom in Israel that those who have gone and those who have stayed, they will get the same portion. Because, because, because it's in our blood to share. That's who we are. I can't help it, but give God who has given me. I can't help it, but be the light. He has given me light. Let your light shine. He has given me the blessing. Be a blessing. He has given me healing. Go and heal freely. He has given me deliverance. Go and deliver the oppressed. He has given me life. Go raise the dead. He has cleansed me from lepers. Go cleanse the lepers. Whatever I have received, I freely give. Start walking like one who has received. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, you are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. Come on, Ben. Come, come, come. God is able to do. God is able to do what he says he will do. He is going to feel every promise because he is able. God is able to do just what he said he will do. He's going to fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on God. Cause He won't give up on you. He's able. Come on. He's able. Every promise to you. Don't give up on 
on, celebrate God, celebrate God. He's able. Oh, 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 he's able.